The first cell phone was demonstrated in 1973 by Martin Cooper. You know what wasn't demonstrated? Shared plans. Over 50 years later, you can save on one line thanks to Visible. When you switch to Visible, the wireless company that makes wireless visible, you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. No hidden fees. No, really. You can look around for them. They're not there. Switch now at Visible.com. Save on wireless without the hassle. Switch to Visible today and save at Visible.com. Monthly rate on the Visible plan for data management practices and additional terms. Visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. all sense of reality and enter another world. Remember, do not underestimate the power of PlayStation. Beyond! Beyond. Beyond. What's up, everybody? Beyond. Welcome to Podcast Beyond, episode 264. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside, he only does everything, Colin Moriarty. What's up, Punky? Powerhouse, formerly known as Ryan Clements. <sighs> and the king of brat brat, my better half on Up at Noon, brat, brat. Brian Altano. Is it my first time on the show? No, nope. I don't think so. Half, I was on half an episode once. What happened to the rest of the... Everyone had to leave. And somebody <laughs> ran up and grabbed me. <laughs> oh, well. I'm like the replacement replacement. You're, you know, you're, you're nobody's replacement. Yeah, Goldfarb dead. That's fine. But uh, Goldfarb dead. <laughs> <laughs> Usually you're just playing your 3DS, so you got nothing to contribute to this. Talking like a caveman. Yeah. <laughs> but today, <laughs> Goldfarb, sunset. Goldfarb dead. <laughs> News not right. <laughs> Uh, before we get to anything, a lot of questions, a lot of comments, Colin Moriarty, uh-huh. about one Hurricane Sandy yeah. coming through. Uh, Ed writes in from Maine. He says, my question slash comment is for Colin. Uh, how are you dealing with the news of your beloved Islanders moving to Brooklyn? Not that it matters since there's no hockey. Also, do you have any small concerns <laughs> about your family or friends in San- uh, you know, in the line with the Sandy? Let's take them one at a time. All right. Do, do, how are you doing with the hi- – for- most importantly, how are you doing with the Islanders? The Islanders, <laughs> the Islanders were – that was a great piece of news for New York Islander fans. Explain it to somebody that doesn't know what's happening so it's a long story but New- well, yeah, so you can boil it down so explain it to me the, so, Island- yeah. the Islanders were came into the league in the early 70s and an arena on Long Island was built for them that arena has never been updated ever since it was it's built. Like so sort it, of a ghost story. So I know, right? I, I really didn't expect it to go this far back. So it, well, so it was the most old and decrepit arena in the league. Yes. And the Islanders said that they will not play a, a minute past their lease expiration in 2015, regardless mm-hmm. of what happens. And it looked like they were going to end up moving. I think that place is like literally built on rats. Yeah, it's... <laughs> you've been to Nassau Coliseum. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's It's like awesome sight lines and stuff like that, but mm-hmm. like really great arena for watch hockey, but it sucks at the same time. <laughs> yep. And so it looked like they were going to move... It's great, but it sucks 8.5. Like Once you're inside, it's okay. So said that about few things <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway they were going to move in 2015 you it looked like vaginas, so, right? mm-hmm. okay. so they moved to uh they oh, decided they were going to move to brooklyn and <laughs> and uh play at uh barclays center about 20 miles away from where they play right now that's where the nets are going to start playing this year gotcha um as far as hurricane sandy uh altano is also from new jersey so yep. this affects him and his family as well but um my the homestead the moriarty homestead on long island is okay um, the Manor, Moriarty Manor. The Moriarty Estate. Yeah. And, uh, but our beach house um, right outside of Atlantic City is apparently fucked. So, and we won't know until Thursday because we're not allowed to go back yeah. there. 
So, yeah. but family's fine, but our shit's not. So, Brian, how are things with you? Uh, I talked to people yesterday. Everyone seemed okay. No power. They were wa- they were all watching a DVD off my brother's laptop until the battery died. That just sounds like yeah, yeah, like the the start of a zombie movie. <laughs> Speaking but, uh, of, we want to give a big shout out to Hong. He wrote into Beyond at IGN dot com and said Beyond. 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 Hello there, Beyond crew. My name is David. I don't. Why does your email say Hong then? Anyways, <laughs> my name is David, and Hurricane Sandy wiped out my power. Uh, and with the remaining battery life I have in my phone, I send this email to you saying hi. Beyond. Wow. Hi. hi, David Hong. Nice to see you. Who's not <laughs> listening to the show because yeah, his, his phone's the, dead? It's, we're not just live to tape anymore. We're live to the internet. What? I don't know what the fuck that means. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a good show. It's going to be. But everything's good with the fam? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, they'll be fine. Okay. I haven't heard from them all day, so I assume they're not dead. Yeah. Well, I, don't, I don't know how that works. That's, that's, oh, goodness. Chris Christie will Roll take care of us. Yeah. All right, let's begin the show with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. Time for some news. How many items are on the Roper Report? There are seven today? items on oh, the list. Oh, my goodness. Not gracious. many. Uh, number one Grand Theft Auto V finally has a release window. Supposedly, or no? Did did Rockstar confirm this today? Right? Yes. Because what had happened is, I the, the news came up a while ago. Then this morning there was another article saying a UK person confirmed it. Mm-hmm. Can I finish speaking? It's uh, no, we're a conversational podcast. You can get out of here. I know it sucks. Oh, boo hoo hoo! My houses keep washing away. <laughs> wow. <laughs> after some leaks over, <laughs> after some leaks over the last few weeks, Rockstar has confirmed. That GTA 5 will be coming to PlayStation 3 and Xbox 360 in the spring of 2013. If you just shut up and let me finish a thought, Greg. <laughs> you know that's not going to happen ever. It's not how, that's We're not a the, friendly <laughs> show that's, here. That's not the life. Beyond. Those cards weren't dealt for you in life anymore. If you just, quote, if you just don't, shut Don't up. make the episode that I show up finally be your breakup episode. I don't want to be front row for If that. I can't say, I'll say this. I'll say this. Nice turn of phrase there. What? Leaks in the past few weeks. I like that. Thanks. Yeah, that's good. That's good. It's a little rhyme. Yeah. I'm a poet and I don't even know it. I hate that. I also, hate so uh, fuck you, Wii U, and PC apparently, right? Yeah, basically. Yeah, interesting, right? Nothing there. So. That's what we oh, just yeah, say that's generally. That's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that, but there's that there's no PC version either. Yeah. That seems really bizarre. Well, we were talking about GameScoop the other day. Yeah. yeah, I mean, usually they're a staggered release. I think yeah. GTA 4 saw six months between GTA 4 on 360 PS3 mm. and GTA 4 on PC, which wow. is weird. Wii U, I don't know about all that. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see. Yeah, well, we all know so much about the Wii U mm-hmm. and its specs and its online. I'm really everything. looking forward to getting those in the office. Yeah. See what the fuck's too. going on with that one thing. Of those, yeah. one, they'll be here one day. <laughs> any, any, yeah. any year now. <laughs> see what's going on. Uh, number two. Fresh on the heels of the mandatory firmware update 4.30 comes firmware update 4.31. Good. <laughs> it's entirely optional. will improve online stability. Go ahead and download it if you should so desire. Mm-hmm. Big fan of this one. You're a big fan of the Love online stability? 4.30. Wait, one. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. You probably have firmware update like 3.9 on your PS3. No, I just updated. Sort it the fuck out. I, I just updated like <laughs> a week ago. Come down. So that means I'm seven updates behind. One a nah, day, get it? Ah. I gotcha. It's, a depress- it's depressing. I fell for the trap calling the other day because I had I, I had unplugged the internet and put it into the PC mm. and didn't have it in the automatic update in PS3 anymore. Oh, I turned no. on the PS3 the other day to do some stuff and yep, there's oh, that update. Oh, dear. That. I was trying to watch the Bears. NFL Sunday tickets. Oh, you fucked up. I is, this, is this still a thing for you guys where people complain to you guys all the time about these updates and how long they take? Yes. Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's like usually the babies in the updates. office. It's yeah. usually the babies in the office. But no, cause it, cause oh, t- Mitch Dyer has to turn on his PS3. Because I personally, I, I don't care. I turn on my PS3 enough that it's, it's never really an exactly. issue for me. But um, I, I feel like we've officially passed the point where people have spent more time complaining about it than they have waiting for things to update. There's people who, have, like, like Sam Claiborne had a bad time recently where he was, like, running it off Wi-Fi and it was taking hours and yeah. hours and hours. And I get that. But something should clue you in that something's wrong there and that there's other ways around it. I, yeah. I think also the main frustration is just that even to this day, the updates, even if they're not particularly big, 
What is that? Uh, even the updates, which aren't particularly big files, they still take a, a fairly long time to download and then install. Whereas, I mean, not to, just the analog is the 360, which on the rare mm-hmm. update that they have, it just seems like it goes pretty quickly. Even the big, like, like uh, dashboard changing ones. Yeah. yeah. So then I think the PC, which needs DirectX active controls reinstalled yeah. every time. There's fireware <laughs> pop-ups. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's You're playing Minesweeper and there's ads. You I, can't, I can't do that. Once or twice a month, PS3 asks you to take 10 minutes out of your day yeah. to just update it. It's yeah. not really the end of the world. Take a walk. No, not at all. I'm, I didn't say it was bad. I'm just explaining why I think people complain. Make a fucking drink. Yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be fine. Um, Hot toddy. Also, <laughs> speaking of Xbox 360, I, I, I went on it yesterday to, to uh, play PID for a little while, which I did mm-hmm. review that went up today. Um, and uh, I think it's a great, a grand conspiracy that the Xbox dashboard is easier to use than Cross Media Bar. I'm going around that thing. I'm like, this thing is fucking ridiculous. That is a total lie. Anyone who's telling you that is a a totally lying in your face. Like, I can't find anything on that thing anymore. I I feel like a grandfather when I go on my Xbox 360 because I don't know where anything is anymore. Like, I was trying to play uh, a movie off of a USB storage device, and it was just like, nope, where is this thing hidden? I went through, like, eight blades or whatever, and I was like, I'm just going to play it on PC. It's 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 a conspiracy. It all goes back to just whatever you use you think is the easiest thing in the world. And that's why, like, we don't bitch about firmware, but everybody else does. You know what I mean? And then, like, nobody bitches about the Xbox thing. We do. And then everybody, it's just... I mean, I don't know. I had, I had, like, a sea change in the middle of this generation where I played everything on 360. And one day I was like, I started playing on PS3 more. And I was like, I just like it better here. Yeah. I, I like I like navigating the menus more on PS3. I like playing games more on PS3. Yeah. Just the way I am. That XMB. Yeah. Beyond. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. You're welcome here, by the way. Thank you. <laughs> Number three. The, the ESO. Like, Clements, get out. <laughs> get the, the fuck out. <laughs> Clements was telling me about that game FTL. That sounds pretty cool. Yeah. On PC. I've heard a lot of good things about it. Number three, the ESRB has gr- uh, rated Grand Theft Auto San Andreas for PlayStation 3. GTA 3 is already on the PSN as a PS2 Classic, and Vice City was rated earlier this year. It's likely that San Andreas is also rated as a PS2 Classic and isn't the trophy-enabled version we all Lame. want. Like, these, I, aren't, these aren't, uh, like, up or HD remakes nope, or anything, right? No They're problem. just straight They're up. just the PS2 Classics. I, I, ah. I mean, we continue to hold out hope that Rockstar Essentials Volume 2 or whatever will have mm-hmm. one of these at least. And I just don't get it. Like, especially for GTA 3. Like, it, they made, they decided to make a deal about it, you know, having the anniversary. Yeah. Put it on iPad. It was like, you've already made, gone that far. Why? When yeah, you're, you're there. You're making in there. The, it's got to be easier, I'd imagine, oh, right, to... Yeah. Put it in HD and put it on the PS3 slash yeah, 360. We, we put up that feature yesterday because it was a 10-year anniversary of Vice City, and I didn't realize that they had never re-released that in HD. And everyone in the comments was like, this game is awesome. Why can't I play it again on my PS3 in HD? It's too much Fix to ask. That, right? It's too much to ask. They hate fucking free money. Yeah, it's mo- that's the thing. It's money. It's just it's money in the bank. free money. Money uh, in the bank. Money in the bank is always a good thing. Number four. 38 Studios, the unfortunately deceased studio behind Kingdoms of Amalur Reckoning, saw all of its assets, auction, uh, assets auctioned off this week from both its Rhode Island and Maryland offices. The assets were sold for a combined $830,000. That was a crazy story. I would 30, love to have gone to that. 38 yeah. Studios and its IP are stolen by the state of Rhode Island. You know what they were almost selling in that, right? Ryan Geddes. Yes, Ryan Geddes. Um, it was uh, Xbox 360 dev D- kits. Yeah. No way, <laughs> yeah. really? And Microsoft was like, "You no, you can't do that. Yeah. We can't just have some kid on eBay find that." I saw some somebody tweeted at us that they they had just bought the Thirty Eight Studios award or something. They had won some. They had won some award. For, was it an IGN reckoning. best of? No, it wasn't. It wasn't oh, sadly. That. that would have been even better. Like, I got tons of those I can give out. That's still, <laughs> we, we'll go auction that shit. How, right much you, how much you want? I still get frustrated every time I hear just about that, and I just feel so bad for that studio. My heart really goes yeah. out to that. Studio. I feel bad for them too. We all their had game was such awesome. a great time with Amalur. Like, I mean, like so many people in the IGN office love that game, and it just sucks to see those people go through all that. Yeah, yeah. Let's just say my review hit the nail on the head. I think Number so. Number five. 
G4 has canceled its popular shows, Attack of the Show and X-Play. Both games will run through the end of the year. Our thoughts go out to all those at G4 whose jobs are affected by the cancellations. Yep. Yeah, those are those are old running shows. Yeah, I have no attachment to those shows at all. I, I never really like, more of cared. a cheaters fan. Yeah, well, I was a Top. huge cheaters fan, but that Campus was PD. <laughs> Campus PD. That's what's what's up. I love cheaters. Joey, yeah. Gre- whether it's Joey, Joey Greco, Greco or Tommy Grand, it's it's all good to me. <laughs> I like Joey Greco. Uh, is that wait? Is that the show where you they catch people cheating on their their significant yeah. others? Yeah. And then they like storm no, them and you catch them cheating in games. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go. And that would be a great show. They go to like Applebee's and blow it up. Yeah. That would be such a great show, Greg. All right, we can option that. Yeah, we got to be careful. We got to be on our game now for up at noon. There's a lot of hosts out there. I know, better right? than us ready to come in. Yeah, this is rough. Uh, anyway, I, I was just saying, I, I never watched either of those shows. Really, I don't think ever, but. Um, a lot of people were really into those shows. Yeah, there was a lot of there was a lot of heartbreak. Over it's that, funny because so. they always the Attack of the Show does it live at Comic Con every year. And yeah, it draws such a oh, huge it's huge, crowd. Yeah. such a huge crowd. To me, it's weird because it's one of those things. Like I remember when um, they canceled Conan O'Brien's show after he had just started it, and all these people were like, "Oh man, that really sucks." And I was like, "When was the last time you watched that show?" Right. And they're like, "Well, never." But still, it's one of those things I like to have tucked in the back of my yeah, head yeah, yeah, yeah. to know it exists forever. But it sucks. Like a lot of good people lost their jobs. Yeah, but, you know. Yeah. This happens a lot these days, and I, I hope everyone lands It's on one of those things that's not completely out of the blue, right? Like G4 had announced earlier this year that they were going to be restructuring, trying to yeah. go this different way. So you imagine something was going to happen. At least they gave them the two months, right? Like sure. You have two months now to yeah. you say goodbye. Yeah. Yeah, it's sad. Oh, well. Uh, number six, Ratchet and Clank Full Frontal Assault finally has a release date, at least in North America. Look for the PS3 and Vita game on November 27th that will cost $20, and one purchase will buy you both versions of the game. Additionally, the game will be available at retail. That's interesting. I yeah. still, man, it's I still think that's such an awesome price for that game. That's ridiculous. I really, I'm sorry, I really wasn't. I mean, maybe it's just me being naive. I was not expecting it to be that cheap. That's about as what I was thought it was going to cost. Yeah, I, I just, I feel like it was, you know, maybe like the thirty to forty dollar game because it's not like it. It's not one of the huge like canonical uh, ratchets, but it kind of is though. Like it has a full story. It's part of the. It's part of that series. The canon, as it were. The canon. I don't know about that game. The deep ratchet. Can- what you are you don't know about that game? Oh, if you let no. me talk, if you let me. Talk, oh no, we're, we're moving on. Talk. Number seven. <laughs> no, why put it out after Thanksgiving? That's what I'm talking about. I don't. I don't mean the quality of the game. We've all oh, spoken okay. of the quality okay, of the okay, game. Okay, that okay. it's a good, good it's game. release window. Yeah. Number seven. But why, why, why put it out? If, first off, why put it out on a retail disc at all? And then if you're going to do that, why put it out after Black Friday? For for I think on disc for ratchet fans to have. There's a huge contingent of ratchet fans That's sure, why those but there's sell. more people who like think about it if you're a mom in the store and there's a new release on there and it's 20 bucks or whatever and there you go you're done you got a game a good game good price ratchet i yep. know timmy loves ratchet timmy o'toole yeah um he loves ratchet. Shapes, Bob. but uh yeah I, I don't know i mean i think it's 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 a little weird i actually would have released it in december yeah if you you're gonna, i would have gone digitally only digital only and then put i maybe they know more i guess about even if you okay so i was gonna say maybe they know more about how quest for booty performed because that was download only but that was like that was eons ago in PlayStation Network time. There weren't nearly the install base. There wasn't really the. Do you guys ever get those numbers? No. You, no. What you get is like the you know in, in, next month we'll get what sold in October from right, right, right. an order, and they don't give you numbers on it. And you never see um, digital download numbers, right? No. no Every once in a while we do when they say when they, they want to make a giant. Deal well, I know, like with yeah. Journey, we heard like this was the the biggest, fastest selling, fastest selling, selling or whatever. Yeah, All yeah. these they kind of move the goalposts around, but I don't understand. Like as we move more towards that. 
why is that still kept a secret? And it's not it's just Sony. Like Nintendo does it, Microsoft does it. Like it's, I think it's. I mean, right now, I think it's because it's been such a small number for so long. Right. I mean, when it is, that's your only way to get games. Sure, they have no problem sharing that yeah. stuff. But with the fact that that's like right now, if you were to release those numbers, a general consumer would hear those numbers and think, "Oh my god, what a failure!" And you mm-hmm. have to be like, "No, no, no, that's not a failure." Like as far as people downloading games, that's actually doing really well. Sure, because I mean, you're you're cutting out most of the overhead. Of, there's no trucks, there's no GameStop employees, sure. there's no shipment, there's no. You're, so anything you sell should be somewhat impressive. But mm-hmm. I guess if the numbers are so pathetic, it's not even worth reporting. I'm sure a lot of them are. Yeah, some of them aren't. By the way, remember, I would think I was thinking about this. Yeah. Late last year, about this time, we talked to She, the New Zealand developer that created Shatter, Shatter. which is the best game on PlayStation ever. Yeah. And they teased Shatter from the I and love how it's to this day. To this day. How long ago did you review that game? I didn't review it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. How, when did it, it came out like four up? years ago. And it's still, it is still the best PlayStation Network game. Hands down. And they said that they will have more news on Shatter soon. And that was over a year ago. So they straight up fucking lied to us. Now, my theory about this is still – and again, remember I wrote another story about it because they did like this, this press conference thing in New, in New Zealand or whatever where they yep. were like presenting a New Zealand game developer saying, we'll, like, we'll have more information on Shatter soon. And that was like six months ago. It's like, dudes, what's going on with Shatter? Remember, they're in a different Talk country, to me. so their definition of soon might not be the same mm, as ours. Soon is like a 20-year time frame. There's a guy in a boat right now. He's got, <laughs> he's got the Shatter build coming. He's, and he's <laughs> – I really wish we were it. a video podcast right now for Colin's enactment of how the boat is going on the way. It's, like, it's, it's, going, to, it's going to Foster City. Yeah. Yeah. So, so there's so a nice. captain on the – he's like, oh, man, get the, get the sails. And there's a guy just like protecting the USB that port in his Mayor pocket. Bloomberg was on TV last night giving a speech about the storm and there was a woman standing next to him doing sign language and she looked just like what you were doing right there. <laughs> she was practically like holding her nose being like, don't drown, like waving her arms in the air. I saw the uh, Flood deep gifs on that. We're, we're from we're from the tri-state. We can we can joke about it. That's, that's cool. a peanut butter. Number seven. This is the last one. Dead Island Riptide has a release date. It will hit North American stores on April twenty third, and will launch internationally on April twenty sixth. So this is a hey. Is there a hurricane drowning the country? Let's release our release <laughs> date today for Riptide. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't uh, think of that. That's good. Yeah, that's real good. And I, I I'll tell you what we've talked we talked about it on uh, GameScoop earlier in the week about how. The fact that you know the GTA at the time rumored to be coming in spring or whatever it, is that going to push games off? Blah blah blah. Look at Riptide; they're like they're not afraid of no GTA. Mm-hmm. Whatever, we'll come in April. We'll do what we want. We do what we want when we want to do it. That's Who it. do you voodoo? Who do you voodoo, bitch? There better be another. <laughs> there better be another G about to die. Is anyone excited for Dead Island Riptide? No. So it's it's a standalone half sequel sort of. Exactly. That's right? what I, it's. It's a really. Awkward. I was listening to Damon do the news report on it today. Of yeah. That, yeah, it's not a full-fledged sequel, but it's got and it's new environments, retail. and it's got this... I don't know about that part. Okay. It is retail. No, it is retail. I think it's $40, though. Okay. But you don't... Okay. So you just go into the store, you buy it, and you go, well, I wasn't sure about that last one, but it's kind of, this Riptide thing really It strikes has... me a lot of is how bad the idea of putting out Dead Rising 2... Whatever the hell the Frank West, West yeah, one yeah, yeah. was, not Case the downloadable West. ones, but the ones that was a dish that was the drop, same game with Chop till you drop. No, no, that, that, was, that the, was the Wii one. Craig uh, Harris's best preview ever. The, on, off on the camera. record, off it's the record, it's not terrible. Yeah, yeah. It, well, for the ten minutes I played, it's not the worst thing in the world. <laughs> Thanks, Craig. Good box quote. <laughs> uh, Colin, yes. If I wanted to go into the store right now and pick up brand new boxes. Where could I go to find out what games came to stores? You know, the official list of upcoming PlayStation, stof- PlayStation software. Excuse me. On all three platforms. By the IGN editors, it has. It's been a really rough day for me. PS3 games at retail. I don't know what we were supposed to do there. I'm just... You didn't have to do anything. We didn't do nothing. PS3 games at retail. All of these are available digitally. Holy shit. As well. Assassin's Creed 3. Yeah. 
We'll talk about that. Yeah, we'll talk about that. All right. Sport, <laughs> Sports Champions 2, which I'm playing. Yeah. It's fun. Sports Champions. Sports Champions. Uh, I def- like the skiing one. The, the skiing one? The downhill skiing I, one. I found something very interesting we got to talk about in one of the one of the games, actually. WWE 13. Oh, okay. And Toy Story Mania. I have no idea what the fuck that is. Okay. Hmm. It sounds like our kind of cup of tea, though. It sounds like it heavy. Yeah, we'll, we'll get Vin to review that one. Yeah. I don't, no, I don't, no, 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 no. <laughs> no I'm, 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 I'm kidding. <laughs> On Vita... Assassin's Creed, obviously all these are available digitally because they have to be. And I think every one of these is at retail, actually, too. AC3 Liberation, Need for Speed, Most Wanted, Ragnarok Odyssey, Mm -hmm. Lego Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Came out of the blue. Yeah, and I played it at at, uh, Comic-Con. I mean, we've known the game existed, but it was like the real game, the real games, the console games don't come out until November teens. And then all of a sudden today they're like, oh, by the way, 3DS and Vita are in stores. Cool, we'll take it. And uh, Smartass. Smart as, yes. Uh, I'm for, writing that review right now. For PSN, in addition to the, all the digital games, Okami HD comes out mm. today, which should be rad. And Twisted Metal is available digitally at a discount. And PSU Classic, Nobunaga's Ambition, Rise to Power. Oh, okay. They're really hitting the, all the keynotes of the, the PSU ones. Classics. Got the big one. <laughs> That's I, it. There's your retail and digital games, which leads us to an email from Tiny underscore Tim 31. He wrote in to beyond at IGN.com. Just like you can. Since this week is jam-packed with games, I think you should do an official pick of the week again. It's been a while. Keep up the good work beyond. I am Timothy Johns, and I approve this message. Mm. Beyond. Uh, yeah, pick of the week. Uh, let's talk about some of these games on this list here now. Right? Okay. Let's, sure. You, you, you did the Ragnarok. No good. Yeah, I'm not feeling it. Although, uh, some people, I, I've been having a conversation with Jim Sterling. Not really a conversation. We talked about it a little bit today, but he's been tweeting kind of antithetical comments to my own Ragnarok Odyssey thoughts. He thinks the game, I think he said called it fucking ace. No, that's a, that's a big that's a big one for me. I wouldn't call it fucking shit, but yeah. uh, you're, it's, you're the opposite of ace, still. Yeah, it's uh, it's not good, in my opinion. Mm-mm, okay. Um, I reviewed Assassin's Creed Three Liberation, mm-hmm, gave it a seven two today. What do you think of that? I think it's good. Seven two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Want to see if you're, you're paying attention. So that that was the game that was going to get me to buy a white Vita. Yeah, you and still now, should. I mean, it's still I white still Vita. Should, yeah, because yeah. the thing's beautiful looking. <laughs> yeah, but no. I mean, I, Maybe. it's one of those things, like, do you, you don't already own a Vita? No. So, I mean, like, if you're looking to get a Vita, get a Vita. Okay. Like, it's, it, the Vita's got a great library. It's another. It's like PSP, where we have to talk you know, talk this through or whatever. That, no, it's sure, not sure, a million sure. great games coming out every day, but there's still great stuff to play. You'd be fine. I mean, I own a 3DS. It's not, the grass isn't much greener over there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I, I think mean, the grass is greener with the Vita in terms of the library at this point. I'm shocked that you would say that, but... No, I mean, I mean, I, mean, <laughs> I bought a 3DS, but... Right, right, right. But... I, I think at this point, Greg and I were talking about it. I think at this point, Vita, if you haven't bought a Vita, if you haven't played anything on Vita yet, you have a lot of fucking games to play at this point. That are, oh, that's that are, and I, then I have a lot of games to play. That it's one of those good. things I think maybe I think maybe the Vita lineup is more consistent and then 3DS has more huge standouts in terms sure. of a Mario mm, this or that mm, or whatever. Mm, but maybe not being as... Because it's one of those things outside of hearing about this Mario game or Mario Kart or something along mm-hmm. those lines, I don't hear a lot of, holy, holy shit, I'm playing this on 3DS and it's great. Yes. That would yeah. be the point. You know what sure. I mean? Whereas it seems like me and you get hooked on different things. At different I times. think that there are a dozen must, not must play, but yeah, maybe must play good or great games on Vita. Yeah. Cool. And, and I think that there are another 10 that are worth fucking around with. And see, and so that's where you're, you think, I think Liberation falls into. I think Liberation, it's one of those things, if you like Assassin's Creed, you'll like this fine. It's fine. It's one of those things, my problem with it is the fact that uh, I really like the character of Aveline, right? Like she's this cool, you know. She's she's half white, she's half black. She's raised in a as, in a free family or whatever. But in the beginning, we start and her mother disappears. Then we jump ahead and she's an assassin. And there's this giant believability gap in the middle of how did she get trained to be an assassin? What? Well, how do her parents not know she's an assassin? Like it's I in the review in the video review I talk about it being a lot like uh, Batgirl in the Adam West Batman show, mm-hmm. where she's just conveniently just doing her thing. Like it doesn't she doesn't have to explain anything or what's happening or 
how she became this person. She's just this, and the, her story thread is real simple to jump into, real simple to jump out of, which is good for a portable game. And, yeah. But it's not like the most holy shit. I got to keep playing this. And then the frame rate has some problems. There's stuff along these lines. How's the How's the world though? Is it like in I terms was, of scope, like the, I was happy with the world. Like it's okay. a, it's a big New Orleans, and there's stuff to do. There's shops to buy. There's slaves to free. There's all these different things to go do. Businesses to shut down. You can go to the Bayou. There's a couple other places you go to throughout the game too. Some people said it was a lifeless world. I didn't agree with that. Like I, I found running on rooftops to be just like Assassin's Creed. It did totally strike me as the normal. Uh, like when when they announced the American Revolution, and we talked about, oh yeah, that, that's what we've always wanted. One of my favorite things in any Assassin's Creed game, right, is going around sinking viewpoints and figuring yes, out yeah. how do I climb up to this high thing. Yeah, and it was totally one of those things when Colin and I was talking about American Revolution. It's like, well, they're not going to be as high, right? Like there weren't these like giant like things like there are in Rome. And sure enough, yeah, it's like three stories up, and I'm like synchronize, okay, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> All right. yeah. I've noticed that with the console version a little bit, where you climb the top of a church and it's a quarter of the size as something in Rome was, or something yeah, yeah, yeah. like that. Like, so well, now, so yeah, tell me about the console version. Like, Colin, I hear screaming from his room playing it, but I haven't played it myself because I've been reviewing Liberation. Um, so, I mean, our review went up today. We gave it an 8.5. Uh, I'm never in the interest of, like, shitting on my coworkers in terms of what, what they play. Sure. And what well, they we all have different opinions. Of course, of course. But, you know, this is one of the biggest games of the year. We're all incredibly excited for it. But it, like, and Colin and I kind of had the same realization where everything is there but the gameplay. Yeah. Like, everything you want to be there is is brilliantly realized the way the world is put together is incredible there's l- fucking just life everywhere you turn the corner of it this life yeah everywhere. there's just so much to see and so much to look at and it's just like there's dogs running around you can stop and pet one if you want like there's there's oh. animals just you can go hunting you can go climbing you can run in and out of buildings but then you hit the button to run and you accidentally hit somebody, and then you accidentally climb up a wall, and then you're climbing a flagpole in the middle of a busy street while my, eight people are suddenly chasing you. My yeah. favorite is when Altano was pantomiming his play, play experience with Assassin's Creed 3, yeah. and he's like just blending in with the crowd. He's like walking, and then all of a sudden he's like, ha! And like jumps on the side of a wall, and yeah. then everybody's like looking so you're at him. You're walking down the street, like, and all of a sudden you do a cartwheel and then jump off a wall. And I was like, whoa! That dude's out of his mind! Like, you gotta get that guy! He's fucking crazy! He's like, no, no, I swear, don't! Please, I'm just trying to feed this dog. <laughs> so it's it's I, like I, I was talking with um, Max Scoville who reviewed it for um, Revision Three, and I I told him that it's sort of like um, you're a piece of Velcro and you're in the factory full of the other sides the of other, piece yeah, of Velcro, yeah. and you're just trying to walk through, and no matter what, you're just getting stuck to everything. Yeah. So and I mean then then you start and you can chime in whenever. But when you start fighting people, like I I feel like the combat is just not it's just not there. Like you go to parry and stuff like that, and like I feel like one out of three times it works perfectly for you sometimes you're just hitting a button and it does a slow down like you're about to kill someone and you just swing right by him and it's just like why even script that animation in there so but i mean like it's beautiful like the setting is is incredible like you're in love with some of the characters just from a historical setting and it's like we all call this from the jump that you would love this like from from this perspective but the second you actually get your hands on the controls you'd be like well it's assassin's creed 2 and assassin's creed 2 we gave a free pass because we were like you know this is trying something here but they'll get it right they'll fix this down the line you know but this world is beautiful and the characters are great and then they didn't they just kept hitting that same mistake five times in a row now so it's it's a problem i mean i'm not surprised that assassin's creed 3 isn't very good yeah but i agree with the sense that if if we were judging Assassin's Creed during everything, everything in the game, but the way it played, it would be a 10. Like, I, 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 I believe that and I stand by it. It's beautiful. It's well-researched. It's, like you said, a vibrant and alive. Think about an RPG where you're going to a town and there's seven people there. Yeah. 
You know, like none of them. Can they, move. There's like a fucking million people in Boston. You know, there's not literally a million people in Boston in 1770, but a there's million. there's a lot of people in Boston. That city's huge. There are people there working and toiling away. They're talking to each other. They're they're shopping. They're, it's awesome. You yeah. know, you go to the frontier, which is a misnomer because the, no one called the fucking space in between Boston and New York in 1770 the frontier. But uh, you go to like Lexington and Concord, and there's people's houses, and they're farming, and they're riding horses, and they're tending to their horses. And doing spoilers, all- don't go into the frontier with the first character you get to play in that game because he's not meant to go there. Even though they let you go there, he doesn't know what to- he's in a full on like revolutionary suit, and he gets out there and he's trying to climb trees, or you can make him try to climb trees, and he's just falling down the hills. He just it's like a confused old man that woke up drunk in the middle of the night. <laughs> yeah, it's it's. <laughs> It's a, it's a beautifully realized world, and that's what makes it so disappointing yeah. because it is such a miss mm-hmm. when, when you start playing the game. It's just a fucking huge miss. Like it's, I, I started to think that it's marginally better than Assassin's Creed 2 in terms of gameplay, but then I started to realize that I'm just telling myself that because it's, it's the same game with the same problems. It yeah. has the same fucking problems, mm-hmm. and it's really frustrating because I really want to like this game. I, people will remember that I went back to play Assassin's Creed 2, gave it yeah. another chance, platinumed it, fucking hated it. But I platinumed it. I wanted to see the whole story through. I wanted context. And like Brian said, I wanted to believe that they were going to fix the problems here. But I, I started running into so many problems that I started writing them down. That's how, like, that's how crazy it is. I'm like, there are serious issues in this game, systemic issues in this game. Yeah. The lockpicking is terrible. It's really terrible. bad. Thank you. Terrible. Why did they even see play- that? I, I haven't played it, and I don't know anything about that. How can we not have lockpicking working by now? How Dude, many games po- have done lockpicking? Just, just wait, don't wait. have it in games anymore. I know, just but wait, get rid of wait until you try it. Wait until you try it. No, that's, I what like I was scream- that's what I was that's screaming fun. at yesterday. It is insane it's how re- annoying I Thank it is. you so much for bringing that up. It is really bad. It's a, So you hold the left stick until you feel a slight vibration, and you hold the right stick until you feel a slight vibration vibration and you start mashing on the trigger and then he just goes nope and you're like what did i do wrong and then you try it again and he's like nope and after like five times of getting it wrong the box just opened and then i sh- jumped into it and <laughs> <laughs> i'm standing in a treasure chest like all right the, one of the one of the main like i think the combat is annoying there are really cool things like that he does like where he's fighting with a sword or he's fighting with like an, an a, like a tomahawk or whatever yeah. and then he just pulls out a gun and like shoots someone and then puts it back in his holster or whatever and it's only one shot obviously so then he puts it but then there are frustrating things where I'm like, I hold the triangle button down because I want him to reload his gun, but then someone attacks him and he puts it back in his holster. There are just like really weird things. I'm like, yep. fucking load the gun. It takes like 10 seconds. You got to load the gun. It doesn't take 10 seconds. It, it takes a minute and a half to load it. Yeah, and, 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 real, and real. you see him like, and he's like putting the musket thing in. I had a fight with a guy who was standing on a roof and he had a he had a gun and I had a gun and he fired a shot and I fired a shot and then it was like a minute for each of us. I got this. Hold on. Hold on. And then I shot and he like hit his shoulder and he's like, ah! Fuck, all right. Hold on, I'm going to load it. I'm like, I'm loading mine too. I'm like, I could have climbed up there and killed you five times by now. God damn it. It's just, it's a shame because I, I think that the series, I mean, I've only played the second one and now i played the third one. If they all feel like this, then people are really, I, I differ greatly in opinion on the way the game feels. because You actually managed to skip over the really bad ones too. Like, oh, I'm not going to play any more of these. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, I'm, I, I want to get through AC3. I want to play Liberation, but... So I want to write about them. I think one of the great things they do is they take real people from history and Benjamin Church and Charles Lee and all these guys and give them like alternate history stories, which mm-hmm. I think is fucking really cool. That's See? really cool. It's very well researched. The microphone just broke. Oh, jeez. Clements broke his mic. Got to play with it all the time. Just like his willy. Play with it. I just moved it slightly. <laughs> Nobody can hear what you're saying but me, so I guess I win. But uh, I don't know. See, it- I don't think you need to play Liberation for that, from that aspect, though. Because you're talking about all the historical stuff you want to do with it. Like, there really isn't. Like, it's really... It's a very personal tale with her and her family about slavery going on in New Orleans. Or I'm like. looking forward to it. I, I don't think I don't think Assassin's Creed 3 is bad. I just think it's not good. You know? Yeah. Like, like it's not. It's somewhere in the middle where, like, everything... It, it's such a shame because everything it does is so amazing. 
you know? And, and I'm it, mute to comments this mic <laughs> until this is sorted out. Everything it does is just, it's just, that's what I'm saying. It's not like it's like, well, the gameplay is not very good, but nothing else it does is very good yeah, either. It's yeah. like, this is a triple A game with incredible polish and great voice acting and beautiful and graphics and beautiful a animations. A fucking ton of people worked on this game. Yeah, and it's, and it's beautifully, it's beautifully realized and everyone should be commended except for the way the game plays. And yeah. that is what matters. It's fascinating to, it's one of those I'm really, really fascinated to look ahead at what this means because remember they made a big point when they were talking about it coming into it how they were the, the, this is kind of like the, they were the dinosaurs you know what I yeah. mean as far as like nobody's making games like this they're not doing huge teams where we talk about the fact that there are these uh, you know AAA games and then there's the downloadable games and everything in the middle's falling out and so yeah. like, what is is this actually matter to people is it gonna is, first off how is everyone gonna react to this because it's one of those things as soon as I put oh this up, game's gonna be huge as soon as I put up my liberation well I know I'm, but games can be huge and still then be like oh my god wait a second that wasn't good like mm-hmm. look at the Resident Evils right like, yeah yeah it's one of those things where I put up my review and immediately people are like oh you're fucking crazy Assassin's Creed man I'm gonna love it yep. you're nuts blah 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 and it's like well that's, that's fine a, that's I the thing I mean I th- I think that um. That anybody who has been playing these over and over is probably just like Stockholm syndrome into thinking that all of these gameplay things that don't or that are fundamentally broken are fine and they'll keep playing them. But I worry for someone like jumping into the franchise for the first time for multiple reasons. One is the story outside of the 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 setting that they're in. When every time they pull back to the modern stuff, you're like, stop, please. Well, I mean, it's I know, a I know, I know. It was a joke because you were okay. saying somebody didn't play. Yeah, the yeah. Desmond stuff. Yeah, yeah, the, all the Desmond stuff, and it's like it's it's actually dis- very distracting to the point. Like I was having a conversation with Benjamin Franklin in the game, and it's in the upper right hand corner. It said. You've gotten one new email. <laughs> and it's like, what the fuck? Pick a fucking world and stick with it. And I never checked emails in that game. I don't even know how. I don't even know how. I, I, don't the thing. I have to. no idea how. I tried I tried to check my email. I have no idea how to find it. Because to me, the notion of running around, you know, Boston during this time and then checking my email on, on my mind's PDA is is horrible. <laughs> my mind's PDA. Yeah, it's just it just seems so stupid to me. So I think like I I would be cool with if they had one where it was just like, oh man, the animus is broken, we can't get you back, so you're trapped there. Well, like, I mean like okay. If you, I mean, there you go. Play Liberation. Yeah. Because Liberation's thing is like Liberation. It's funny. I didn't put it in the review because I, you know, I'm, I'm talking about my things with the game or you know, blah, blah blah. But they make some really interesting choices in the beginning of basically like you got an opening uh, like scene and you're not related to Aveline at all. It's just like, hey, you've you've purchased Abstergo's uh, on the go uh, Animus. Mm-hmm. So you plug in. You're gonna play as Aveline. Blah, blah blah. This girl who's this that, and then you just jump in. Nice. And then that, that's it. There's st- and there's still a few little animus things like, you know, glitches and people in it and shit yeah. like that. But it's like, it's totally not like you're not related to that person. You have to worry about it. Then the other thing that I didn't call out because, again, I, it didn't affect gameplay. I, I, you, you get different personas in Assassin's Creed uh, Liberation, which are basically costume changes. Like, there's the tri-corner hat assassin we all know. Runs at the top of the rooftop. She can sure. sta- stab and fight stuff. But then she has a lady persona which is like her in her prim and proper dress so she can't climb she can't fight as well she has a, a parasol that she can shoot darts out of and kill people with and then there's a slave persona where she can kind of go undercover and get you know behind lines and be a slave and not be like wait why are you over here uh all that's interesting that's very cool i don't know about any of those yeah things. it's interesting like i would have loved it if it was the, like the, what would have been awesome right is if they took that and they said all right here's the mission it's hitman <laughs> P- who do you want to be yeah. How do you want to infiltrate whatever? But really, what it is is here's your mission. You need to be the lady for this one. Uh, and it's like, oh fuck, I'm yeah. gonna go be the lady and walk around and do all this other stuff. Yeah, I'm, but, I'm actually borderline more interested in that game now. At well, this there, point, yeah, it, Me it, too. I mean, like it's one, it's one of those things you're not gonna like it because it's the same kind of gameplay. Like it's, it's there's just it's just fundamentally broken. Like I, I know people think I'm crazy, but when you when I think of games that develop parkour, pressing the button. I, I, all right, let me put it this way. I made an analogy which I think is actually pretty apt. I was talking about how in Mario games you hold down the B button to run. Mm-hmm. Right, and you just hold it down. But this is on a two D plane, and when you run into things, you stop. 
But when, you, when you're in a 3D plane in which you can clip into almost anything and you hold down a button just like you do in Mario and you start running and interacting with things that you don't want to interact with, that is a problem. That is why you press buttons in Infamous to jump on things. Yeah. That's why Cole doesn't clip into buildings and start climbing up them unless you press the X button. That's why Infamous's parkour is much better than Assassin's Creed. Mm, I agree. It's, it's, it's a fundamental design choice, you know? And, and, you know, to Brian's earlier point, there's just weird shit going on in the city at all times. Like, I'm just walking around, and for, for no reason, the Redcoats are after me. Like, I'm, I didn't even do anything. And, yeah. then I, and, and then I can go, uh, the next time I can go through and they're fine with it. I have people, in 1770, I have the Boston Militia chasing me and the Redcoats. They don't even like each other. Why yeah. would they both be chasing me? You know? Like, there's just fundamental flaws in, in, in terms of that. I had to restart a mission because the guy, the NPC I was with wouldn't walk around a horse. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff happens all the time. <laughs> like, it's like, I, I, I just think for all of Walking this, around horses is bad luck. Yeah, yeah you don't want to do that. The horse is there, you wait for it to move. Um, I, we, bo- we both saw this too, but and I, this doesn't spoil anything. It's like I think it's like the first scene of the game. Um, you are in a theater and you're supposed to assassinate someone. So you get up from your seat and it's a crowded theater. It's totally packed and it's really light in there. It's like before a movie so starts, like when they show the Coca com- yeah, yeah. Cola commercials. And uh, you you can get up and just start climbing all over people's heads. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, that's my fucking. Skis. And then you start climbing up the like basically where like to the where the, where the old guys sit in the yeah, Muppets. Yeah, yeah. And you're just climbing up in front of the whole room and like it's hundreds of people. One of them be like, Ma, what's up with that crazy ass motherfucker up there? Like, no, no, it's cool, it's cool. I'm going to kill somebody. It's, yeah, it's, 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 it's a bad, the, it's a bad start. And I'll see, say that. Yeah. I, it's one of those things that I don't. In a game like the Assassin's Creed, both Liberation and this, it's we're getting to the point where you have to start weighing realism versus the game part yeah. of it, right? Because, like, for me, one of the biggest, goofiest things in Assassin's Creed Liberation is one of the like, – there's pros and cons for each persona. One of the pros for the lady pers- persona is that she can charm people. So basically you can charm to get past a guard or whatever and not get reported or whatever, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But what this plays out as is like the hokiest thing where you walk up to a guard who is sh- like, wait, wait a second. And, and you hit the charm button. You do a little dainty wave. He tips his hat back. Then a heart appears above his head <laughs> and slowly starts to like sl- like unfill. You know what I mean? And like, Just if like it gets, real love. If it gets back down to nothing, then he's going to go back and report you. But you can charm him over and over again. And when you charm him, he then follows you around like a puppy dog. <laughs> so like, I, it was like, go assassinate this person. I'm like, all right. And I charm my way past the guard. And then I'm just walking through this restricted area with all these guards behind me, just walking to the like governor's house to murder him, like, and into his private chambers. Like, everybody's like, "Oh, this chick's gonna blow us or something." Like, we'll like, stick this out. Like, she loves all of us. Oh God, they killed him. <laughs> and then uh, we were talking about like you know suspending disbelief and how it, it, uh, the Vita version's doing different things, right? Yeah. So like, it, it, I've always found it interesting that in the Assassin's Creed games. You're playing, right? And if you accidentally kill someone, like just a random person on the street, it's like, whoa, you know, Ezio didn't kill civilians. He didn't kill, you know, people. Stick to yeah. your targets. Yeah, you're not sunk all the way. So when you're going, each persona gains notoriety with the bad guys. So, like, if, you know, like there's meters where if it's like yellow, they're going to be like quicker to get on you. Uh-huh. And if it's red, they'll immediately come after you. So to lower those, everybody has to do different things to bring them down. And one of them is killing witnesses. So it's just if you if you were just a normal dude on the street and you saw me kill somebody like you've now been flagged as a witness. Yep, you're and dead. And so I just get to go murder you. <laughs> like, okay, it's like man, damn, son. wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, man. exactly. Just get stitched. Ruin it. <laughs> Ruin it. I played this one mission and this is totally nondescript, but there were I had there was like 15 people and I had to free some guys on the other side of them. So I went up and I killed one of them, and then two of them walked over and like, yo, man, that's fucked up. This dude's dead. And I was like, yep, I'm sitting back and I walk up and I kill the other one. And he's like. Oh man, another one's dead. <laughs> and over the course of ten minutes, I killed all of them except for this one guy. And then his yellow meter went away, and he's just like, 
This is probably normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> okay. It's like, I, nope. I'm doing the blow dart things where I'm, I blow dart. Like, I had one target and then two guys with him. So I blow dart the one guy dead. Yeah. And as soon as he did, the other two guys are just like, well, I don't know. And they just like, they investigated for a second and then just like walked Random off. Random heart attacks. They walked all the off time in two different show. directions. <laughs> just walked over there and I start looting the body. And then someone from across the field is like, wait a second. <laughs> God damn it. That's what I'm saying. It's just, there's inconsistent scripting and, and bad AI. I mean, it's, it's a shame. I will say, let, let's leave it with this. I want people to really think about this. It's, it's something I said before, but I really want people to think about it from a fundamental game design standpoint yeah. because um, people get mad at me about the fact that I don't like Assassin's Creed games. I got your back. Think about – just think about this, why it might be problematic in a 3D world that encourages climbing that the run button and the climb button are the same. And, and that the you eat don't... button and the text button and the tweet button and the jump button. It's all the same. There's a billion things assigned to one button. That's really what's It's, it's a fundamental flaw and why yeah. when you hold it down – that that could be a problem. That is a fundamental flaw. That is a flaw. Like that is a huge glaring flaw, and and, and that's just the way it is. I mean, you know, if you can, it's it's a matter of whether you well, can the accept developers it. Developers don't think so. Well, it's a matter of whether you can accept it or not. But I don't understand how. Like we have a, a lot of PlayStation loyal, obviously people listening to this game, this podcast that love games like Infamous. Think about why Infamous feels good, you know, and then think about why Assassin's Creed might not feel as good as Infamous. And I, I it goes back to that one point, and that's it. Yep. You know. Because I think everything else Assassin's Creed does is actually better than what Infamous does. Better world, better graphics, yeah. you know, better voice acting, better everything. But the gameplay, Sucker Punch knocks it out of the park. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 8.5. I like how Colin <laughs> dropped, like, a pen. Like, that was his the little mic. point. He's done. He dropped the mic. He's out. Phil writes into beyond at IGN.com. I just got done reading the Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation Review. Is it just me, or does every major Vita title seem like a disappointment? Games like Resistance, Burning Skies, Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation, Mod Nation Racers Road Trip, Uncharted, Golden Abyss, all fail to live up to their console counterparts. None of them seem to be more than serviceable adaptations. If that. Little Big Planet is the only exception I can think of. I was seriously considering buying the Assassin's Creed 3 Liberation bundle. I'm sure it's a good game, but I'm not so sure it's enough to spend $250 on anymore. Thanks, Beyond Phil. Well, like I said, I, I, I think Vita's. I think I think Vita's turning a corner. I don't know if it can be sustained. I don't. But like I said, if you haven't had a Vita the entire time, now's a great time to buy Vita because there's still all these games. You can stay busy without a new Vita game for a year based on everything that's come out now. Yeah. And for all of the games, like the AAA games that we want to be great, that necessar- aren't necessarily great. There are a lot of good games. I mean, even though I wasn't blown away by Gravity Rush, it's a good game. Yeah. Even though I wasn't, you know, blown away by a lot of ga- you know a lot of early games. I mean, they're still super stardust. And they're still. Escape plan and Dockero is really good and you know he's calling out you know every major Vita title seemed right, to right, disappoint right. and it's one of those like oh yeah sure okay Uncharted you know I gave an eight five it wasn't as good as the console but of course still a great it was game. exactly it's a great that's game. a great game I'm still saying Assassin's Creed is good it's just not as good as, and this is again well I mean we're not even a year into this handheld I mean like you're, you compare this to the PS3 launch you know first year games Xbox 360 games it's one of those things thing, developers need legs like Assassin's Creed Liberation is still fucking littered with crappy ass touch in gyroscope bullshit on the Vita and it's like right, the next game this, will this not is have like, that this is sort of growing pains for this kind of stuff though because it's like having like PS3 quality software on a handheld is like pretty much unheard of as of a year or so ago right yeah. like even Nintendo I mean they're a little better with this kind of stuff but they know how to take some of their stuff and make it more bite sized for the 3DS like you take something like Super Mario 3D Land and it's like they didn't try to make Super Mario Galaxy on a, on a handheld they made a, a smaller game with smaller levels and smaller scale but with something like Resistance or Uncharted or Assassin's Creed, they're going for a full-fledged console game. They're not quite hitting it because that's a pretty fucking ambitious goal. Yeah. But still, they're trying, and I'm glad someone is. And there's, yeah. yeah, there's going to be some growing pains in that. Sort it out. 
Sort it out. Well, that was the big thing in the comments on the Assassin's Creed thing today is after people got done being respectful, they started going, wait a second, he's comparing <laughs> it to the console version. That, you know, this is a completely different thing. And, my, and I was like, well, if you're, if you're, if you're not going to focus on story, if story's not going to be important, then why bother putting it in? Look at Unit 13. Unit 13 didn't need a story. Yeah, like, Unit 13's rad. Here's a bunch of missions. Go play some missions. Don't sure. worry about stories. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. And that yeah. works. You know what I mean? That's how you could have done the Assassin's Creed thing. You could have done it mm-hmm. where, yeah, it's just you downloaded her memory and here you go. You're just playing with mm-hmm. random things and there's like a loading screen before it. where, But it's, they're trying trying to do something specific and i don't think we need to go to the point where i kept saying this in the thing right that i'm judging the game not based on comparing it to a it's ps3 counterpart or comparing going console to handheld i'm comparing it on being a game if it's fun if it's entertaining if it's keeping me interested right if it plays well if it's if it's failing at these i'm not going to give it a break and be like oh well you know the frame rate's bad but it's pretty good for a handheld yeah. it's like no like we're past that you know yeah. i mean look what the ipad's doing what mobile games are doing like mm-hmm. we're past that yeah i think i took a different tact i mean that reminds me of the way i feel about ragnarok odyssey which is you know, I played like 50 missions of the game. I got about halfway through it as far as I, as I know. And I'm like, I don't – I'm not spending any more time with this game. Like we deserve better than this game, yeah. you know. And we know if the game's good or bad based on, you know, based you know on 15 hours of gameplay or whatever. And that we shouldn't excuse games' deficits because they're not living up to what we might have hoped for and not hoped for on a yeah. console. Because yeah. the Vita is supposed to be ubiquitous. That's the entire idea behind it. So right. like – we should expect, and, and, and in limited droves, are getting the handheld experience. I think Uncharted is a great example of a game that is not as good as Naughty Dog's trilogy, but is still a really good game. Yeah. And, you know, we have plenty of examples of that. You know, even though Resistance wasn't a good Resistance game, it was cool to play a real shooter on a handheld for the very first time. Like, that's memorable, even though the game was not good. You know, was, so we're getting there. We're going to get there. Yeah. I think Killzone might be an example of a game that will be better than Resistance because they'll learn those lessons. Maybe Call of Duty will be that game. Maybe not. We'll see. <laughs> Never a good sign when the developer's like, peace, I'm done making games like this. What I was just going to say that uh, Colin's statement about we deserve better is so apt for inappropriate for that game that I'm reviewing right now. Talk about it. You can talk about it. It's already out. Yeah, it's not like I you're know. in a bargain. Orgorhythm. Orgorhythm. There's a game that you shouldn't buy. Ever. <laughs> Orgorhythm. Orgorhythm. That so game looked really I, cool. So for too. the longest time, I thought it was ogre rhythm. Yeah. Like, it's like a kind of tactics ogre, except it's rhythm. So it's like a music strategy game, which is what it is. But that's not. It's actually spelled orga rhythm, which it isn't a word. This changes a lot, because when Greg asked me if uh, he could borrow you for this game, I read it as ogre rhythm. And I was yeah. like, sure, that sounds ogre great. Right now, but this awesome. is Orga no, rhythm's a different no deals off the fucking so this table. Is, <laughs> this, is a really, this was a really frustrating game for me because it was a rare circumstance where, um, you know how there are some games that are perhaps have a certain level of difficulty or there's a challenge to them where you know that in your head you think that you'll be able to eventually over, you know, overcome it either mm-hmm. through practice or through uh, change in strategy, something along those lines. In, in this game, it almost feels like the game systems are like putting up a wall and are preventing you from really punching through and actually being su- a successful player. And it's also a, a bad game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's really, it was, it's very, it's really frustrating, and it's a shame too because as I was uh, saying on Twitter, the premise is very cool. Because, as I said, it's kind of like a, a musical RTS where you have a th- group of three little uh, soldier, like, squads, and you send them out in rhythm with, like, um, the music. But uh, it's actually not very good at all. Mm. Funny Shame. story. Yeah. We started down the pick of the week path and then never picked one. We just kind of moved. Oh, on. wow. Yeah. Well, man, we've gotten quite Smart As is also really good. I'm a big fan. It's a brain training game, and it's really, it's a yeah, that game is one. that game's slick. It's a, it's a well done brain training game. I'm guessing you already told everyone last week to get Unfinished Swan. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's go with Orgorhythm then. No, nah, we're not doing Orgorhythm. So, what it would be? Okami HD? Yeah, I mean, that's a safe bet. Yeah. yeah. Okami's awesome. 
And that's an Can't issue. go wrong with that. There you go. Right, what do we give it? I want to say 9.5. 9.3 today? Yes. Cool. Yeah. Somewhere in there. Something like that. High nines. So okay. It's finally my time to uh, play Okami. Never got really? to it. Really? Yeah, never got I to it. I started and never finished. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking trophies. I'd it, like to get I, to it. Yeah. I think I may have said this on like hundreds of episodes of Beyond Ago, but I am I the only one that found it really annoying, the little sound effects they make when they talk, where they're like, me, 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 me. And you're like, no, yeah, I, uh, could I actually just get text or a voice or neither? Or, but it's, it's it's pretty annoying. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, uh, Brian Steiner, I'd say. He says Need for Speed Must Wanted has gotten a lot of publicity for bringing the console experience to the Vita. Are you guys reviewing the Vita version in-house, and when can we expect it? If you've played the game, how does it compare in terms of expectations to the games mentioned above? He had also been talking about Assassin's Creed and Ragnarok and yada, yada, yada. Uh, Brian Stein, we are. Daniel Krupa, who did the console version, is also doing the Vita version. He hopes to have it Wednesday, if not Thursday. So look for it soon. Uh, it's been on my desk. I haven't played it. I'm not a racing guy, so I have no real business telling you anything about it. Uh, Jeff Gersman over from Giant Bomb was tweeting this morning, though. Same thing. He's been too busy to actually sit down and review it. But after playing it for a little bit, he says it looks really good. Mm-hmm. Cool. It's I awesome. played it. I see. I played it at Comic-Con, and I wrote about this in my little Vita piece from Comic-Con about the eight games or whatever that I played. Mm-hmm. That game, unless I'm fucking crazy or I was playing an old build, you that game crazy. doesn't look like a PS3 game. Like, at all. Like, on I, PS3 or on Vita? On Vita. Like, it's okay, supposed okay. to be like ubiquitous. Like, this is the PlayStation 3 game. And it's okay. like, I don't know about that. You know? Like, be, I mean, I would expect the graphics to take a hit. Yeah, yeah. But I'm saying, like, it just didn't... It, it felt like... And look, like they're they're building this up to be like this is the console game we built this in, in you know we built this with our own team this isn't something gotcha, that we outsource gotcha, you know gotcha, what I mean gotcha, and I'm yeah, like yeah. I, I played it for like only five minutes or so and I'm like I'm not very good at racing games and like you I don't have anything worthwhile to really say about them but in terms of aesthetics I was like eh, I don't know about yeah, yeah this. I hear you. I hear you. interesting yeah. uh, Nick the Scottish guy writes into Beyond at IGN dot com he the says Scots Beyond. Guy? Beyond Beyond what's up guys firstly I just want to say how much I loved the unfinished Swan it was really a great. It was really a great game. Story is awesome. Gameplay smooth, and it had a story to follow. He really likes the story. <laughs> no, it had a story to follow, unlike Journey, where you just randomly walking for three hours. But All here's right. my problem. Easy. Hold on. There's another. We're going to get back to Journey in the next question. Right. Also unfinished one. Uh, here's my problem. It took four years to make. That's a hell of a long time. I understand it's a new team, just out of school, and it's their first game, but still four years? Do you think that there's more to the picture? No pun intended. Was the game stuck in development hell like GT5 and The Last Guardian? Let me know your thoughts. Nick the Scotch guy. I mean, it sort of was. We had um, Ian Dallas on Up at Newton. He kind of talked about how that the, that game was something, and then Sony came along and was like, hey, we're going to really help you with this. Yeah. So, I mean, it might have been eight years if it wasn't for them. Yeah, it's one of those things that, you know, he was on Beyond 2, and uh, when you talk to him about it, keep in mind from the four years, you're talking about the fact that, yeah, he brought it in as a demo at school. Yeah. And then it started going from there. So I mean, you're getting the wheels going, and then, yeah, it was one of those things that they got under the umbrella of Sony from what he said. Started off with his idea, and then it, you know they took a left turn somewhere along the line yep. and got to where they were. So yeah, it needs to come. I do not think that's the same thing that's happening to Last Guardian. I'm not, GT5 is fine. GT, GT5 was just like we're perfectionists and we want the fucking yeah. steering wheel to look pristine. That's what I think happened mm-hmm. there. And then Last Guardian is just off the rails, obviously. Yeah, <laughs> no doubt. There's It'll no come help, out. There's no help there. We'll see. All right, Colin. Uh, Colin, mm. I need you to hold back Clements because it's going to get heated. Here. Okay. Matt from the UK writes in, I recently got a backwards <laughs> L with a line through it, 10 PSN gift voucher. It's 10 pounds. He got a 10 pounds gift voucher uh, being from the UK. And I was thinking of investing in either the Unfinished Swan or Journey, but I am not sure which one to go for. What would you guys oh. pick and why? P.S. All my best wishes go out to those affected by Storm Sandy. Thanks, Matt in the UK. Isn't, uh, I, didn't uh, you answer this on uh, Twitter? I thought yeah, I saw you talking about recommending Unfinished Swan I, over Journey. To yeah, well, me personally. Yeah. Yeah, but I know that there's no, I'm, there's no, you can't go wrong. Both games are yeah. excellent. That's mm-hmm. the whole. So thing. they're two of the. They're both probably two of my favorite downloadable games of the year. But I was talking about this with Mike Drucker. 
this is the problem that we face now. And we're going into game of the year conversations and stuff like that. This debate sucks. Yeah. It's there there's no they're they're completely fucking different games. Like they're not even there's nothing similar about them at all except for that you use the internet to download them. <laughs> and, they're both like, and they both have that art house thing going on. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. and they're they're artsy. House, spelled H A U S. But I mean this this is like it, this this is the apples and oranges as close as you can get it. Um that being said, I have no idea. I enjoyed both for completely different reasons. Yeah, I and I think that's where Clements and I have you played Infinite One yet? No, not yet. It's downloaded though. Oh, good. so I took one step. The downloaded yeah, yeah. Swan. That's the, the hardest part. Swan. The hardest part. Yeah. I mean, I would go and finish Swan, uh, and it's just because, strictly, just personally speaking, I connected more with that. We, when we talk about Journey or Unfinished One, you talk about you know these emotional games, how they play to you personally, and yeah. how it all works. And and, and I love I love Journey. Uh, Journey is fantastic. Don't get me wrong, and you wouldn't go wrong getting it. But for me, the storybook and the orphan story and all this that that was what I wanted. Wanted or what I connected with mm-hmm. or what I wanted more, I guess, out of that experience. It spoke but, to you as an, a young orphan boy. Exactly. Yeah. I'm I'm excited uh, because I know extremely little about unfinished. Keep it that way. Yeah. That's yeah. What, how, I think I, I think if I go well. in with completely blind, sometimes when they go that's to the best way to space, do it. That shit gets insane. Dragon. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Journey was great. It was uh, it, a lot of holding up, and sure. then you're at the end of the game, and you're like, oh, that was interesting. Sure. And then you start it over again. But uh, it, it was beautiful, I guess, in the same way as Unfinished Swan. It's sort of about discovery, and mm-hmm. there's all, all this magical shit happens around you, and that ends. Yeah. But, yeah, get them both. I mean, yeah, fuck. totally. What it's, do you have to do? Come on. Mow, mow a lawn or something? A backwards or? L line through at 20. That's, that's nothing. That's Just get nothing. them both. That's you nice owe it to yourself. Easy. Yeah. Please, do it for me. Nick, not the Scottish guy, writes in, I'm curious how much attention the PlayStation All-Stars will get in the future if Battle Royale does well. Will we see brands like Hot Shots Golf give way to PlayStation All-Stars Golf? Maybe we'll see a pure kart racer without the creation suite, but full of Kratos' blades and raps. What? what? That's how he wrote it. <laughs> PlayStation Move Heroes was obviously stepping in, in, in this direction, but wasn't given the kind of attention that Sony is giving to Battle Royale. So I don't see it out of the realm of possibility. Just curious to hear your thoughts, Nick. Um, huh? I understand what he's are saying. You gonna, are you going to see PlayStation All Stars spawn off now? Oh, like being, other spin off like games? Basically, Mario. Does. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, Mario right, Golf, right. Mario Tennis, PlayStation All Stars right. Tennis. Okay. PlayStation. Uh, okay. I don't think so. I think that what, you know, first of all, I'll say it again. I think people are going to be surprised about Battle Royale. Um, but depending on how the game does, I think that the, the first thing you have to wonder is if Superbot will make a sequel. Um, and if they do, then you, you assume there'll be DLC support and stuff like that. See, this is the game where Greg and I, I mean, I've said it internally. I don't think I've ever said it on the podcast. Like, this game could sell. I think you said it last week. Yeah, it could, it could sell 500,000 or 5 million units. It's right. going to be really I have no fucking idea how this game's yeah. going to do. And, and I don't think it really matters how it scores. Like, I, I think it's about, it's about ads and about how it's marketed. And if they start marketing it soon and they start pimping the Vita version of it and saying you get this for free and that this is a, you know, this, why do you care about Drake? Why should you care about Cole? Why should you care about Kratos? That, it's the messaging behind the game, but I, I, I don't think you should be surprised that the game's, you know, um, at least from what we've played, is really good. Um, that's not surprising at all, considering the pedigree of the people that are making it. Mm-hmm. But I don't pedigree. think, but I don't think that they're going to go the Nintendo route as much as it would be cool to have, like, golf and tennis and That'd be awesome party if they did. and yeah, all yeah, these, yeah. like, I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. I don't think it's a good look for them. Yeah. So I mean, I for the Nintendo side of things, it sort of makes sense because they're they're mostly pulling from like the Mario world, which is this sort of like uniform cartoon character thing. But if all of a sudden you have Kratos playing golf, 
it's it's sort of a leap. Like I get him in a fighting game, right? But I kind of I, I mean I would love that. I love Hot Shots Golf. Yeah, Hot Shots was already awesome. playing golf. Remember? Was he? Yes, he yeah, was in a was, Hot Shots Golf. Was, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's done tennis too. Is the, the what is he? How does he? Like, okay, I'm, I know, like, oh, did they give him a racket or does he hit the ball back with his? He had a racket, I think. Wow, I can't remember anymore. How did I miss this? It's, was, you know, it's like DLC or whatever. It was right, in right. a. Uh, it was in one of the pan- the God of War panel at um, PAX, maybe, mm-hmm. and they were like, "Let's look at all the various versions of Kratos," and then be Kratos stabbing Pegasus through the neck, mm-hmm. and then he would be snapping a harpy into, and they would show like the PSP version, and he's like swinging across, you know, some somebody, and then all of a sudden he's like on a golf course, and he's like <laughs> four. <laughs> it's awesome. That's totally great. awesome. Everybody laughed. It's funny you talk about you know making sure they market. Uh, PlayStation All Stars, which they should soon. Little Big Planet Carding out next week. Wow! <laughs> Heads up, everybody. <laughs> that game is doomed. doomed. Trying to keep it a secret. Doomed. Keep doomed. It secret. That, keep like it that, that game is doomed. I, I the, see the thing with All Stars though is that they are. I, I'm pretty confident that they are going to market. Sure. It. I I mean I would like. To, I mean, I, and they have to start. We said soon. that we said that about a lot of stuff. I know, games, but this but. is the game, man. Like sure, I, 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 know, I think it, this is the game for them this year. They formed this studio. It's a second party studio. They formed the studio for this game. They have like legitimate. This isn't a hack studio. Like yeah, this is a legitimate studio full of people that make fighting games. Yeah. Omar Kendall and Seth Killian are not a fucking joke in the fighting community. Like I imagine that there's some contingency there that to get that kind of talent, you have to kind of promise that they're going to do right by their game. You know, yeah, I don't yeah. think I don't think Sony's worried that the game is going to do well. If anything, I think the studio is probably worried that Sony's not going to do right by the game. You know, mm-hmm. so but yeah, <laughs> little big play of carding. I think I think it's honestly possible that it could sell less than five hundred thousand. That was the low end of the spectrum you had predicted, but I don't know. Worldwide, I, I don't. Think, I, so. I think it does half a million pretty easily. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. I mean, Personally. even if you just take small groups from each one of the fan bases that is involved in that game in some form, that builds up to half a million. Especially worldwide. I'm just worried. All yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, saying worldwide. Is I don't think Sony has made mistakes in the past. We I think. Not. I think. I don't know if Japan's going to eat it up. Actually. They, 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 they get it yeah. first, I think. If, really? Unless I'm, unless I'm, unless that sounds right. Actually, I think they get it like r- Japan, like way earlier than we do. Japan like loves like, like ten days earlier or something like that. See, I really loved what uh, Nintendo did with the last Smash Brothers in terms of building up hype. I think it was like once a week they released like they're like here's an item, here's a character, oh. here's a Smash weapon. Smash Brothers here's... Dojo. That was yeah, one of the I mean, greatest. Like, tools. That is a brilliant oh way to like to build up. Keep a conversation going. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they and, wanted and they it wanted cost to do you that. any advertising dollars. You have to you have to remember that that we never saw what they wanted to do because everything leaked in the beta everything leaked in the beta there was nothing you know and that's why i was getting frustrated because i had so i saw the final game months ago and people were like well there's got to be more characters in 20 and i'm like no like there are no more characters like ev- like these guys kind of got screwed themselves with that beta like we don't know like what the rollout would have been because they weren't able to do it properly you know and that's kind of a shame so you know will that would that have built up hype sure i think that there's two things though that they're fighting is one and it's a fighting game so that's a kind of a double on they're fighting ah! a lot of things um, in stores this fall. One thing they're fighting that they're fighting that nothing they Punching can do, nothing shelf. they can do can <laughs> can can re- limit like can remove it from the fact that everyone thinks it's a Smash Brothers clone and and it's an unabashed Smash Brothers clone. There's no doubt about it. But but it's not though. The way you've explained it to me is that it's not. No, I mean it doesn't play like that. But I mean the game. Well, that's the, the game they need. The game getting. begets one game begets the other for I mean. sure. For sure. Um, and then I think the other thing is that these characters just aren't that important to people. And you know, as much as I love Cole, as much Toro, as I, come on. You know, as much as I love these, I love these characters. Yeah. I think these characters are great, but mm-hmm. with the exception of Kratos, no one loves Kratos. Um, <laughs> one of the, probably the most popular. I know. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I'm only kidding. Um, they have to combat those things, and I think they have to just do it with clever marketing. I think that you know what I said at Comic Con is true when we did Podcast Beyond, which is like the more people that play that game, the more people like it. You know, and there were a lot of people playing that game at Comic Con. 
on Vita and on PS3. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I think that it's just going to take people to play it to believe that it's a mechanically sound game. And the other thing that really stood out to me, because people play Smash Brothers still in the office on Wii. Yeah. And I pass by and I look at it and I don't really think twice about it. But then I, I, when I have you know All-Stars on my screen or whatever, and I'm playing it, and I'm like, wow, this game just looks so much better. Animates so much better. You know, like... There's something they're, aesthetically they're a, about this literally game. Literally a generation apart. No, they are. I, I, think, I think there's just all sorts of hooks that they can use to try to convince people because Smash Brothers on Wii U and 3DS are a long ways out. There's a huge, yeah. there's a huge gap there. And the other thing that they're trying to do, and I think they're doing success, successfully, is trying to breach uh, the hardcore gaming community, the hardcore fighting game community, which I think is why they got Seth Killian. So yeah. um, there's a lot going for this game, which is they have to execute everything very specifically. It's like a political. It's like a it's like a presidential race, Greg. Yeah, you got to hit all the notes. To make All it, to, to, to I'm get, waiting to for get some open. stump speeches from Parappa the Rapper. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, final you email. Believe. Final email of the week here for Podcast Man episode 264 comes from Adam Price. We've been making fun of those fuzzy foreigners. Adam Price here to help us out. Beyond. Beyond. I'm a huge fan from the UK. I just wanted to share with you a PSN code for Marvel Pinball Avengers Chronicle. Keep up the great work. S J L J E four H T H four three nine. Thank you, Adam, for sending that in. Uh, congratulations to whoever in the UK gets that with PlayStation Network. And if you want that on Xbox 360, just add 65 more digits to the end of that. Code. Terrible. I hate reading those things. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, this has been podcast beyond episode 264. Uh, we'll be back each and every Tuesday with a new PlayStation podcast. But remember, this doesn't keep the lights on. This does nothing for us. Come to IGN.com. <laughs> read articles. Watch videos. Comment. Subscribe. Share. Like. All that jazz. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter. IGN is IGN. I'm... At Game Over Greggy. Colin is at No Taxation. Brian is still at Agent Bizzle. Yep. Just making sure. And then at Palm Cider is Powerhouse. That's me. Formerly known as Ryan Clements. <laughs> Formerly known. I've never gone by that name again ever no, since it's then. Over. Get your license changed. Yep. It, ha- it already is. <laughs> Powerhouse, take me home. Powerhouse. Uh, hello, everyone. I haven't been very talkative on this episode. But okay. That's because a lot of people wanted to talk Assassin's Creed and I haven't gotten to it yet. But we end every episode with a song. Uh, which is either performed by us or performed by a member of you, fine community members. Uh, just like Mollusk sent Mollusk. Excuse me. That's a, it's a tough word to say, actually, mollusk. when you think of it like that. Yeah. I say Mollusk, though, even though that's not actually kind of how it... Mollusk. Is it like a Mollusk, like the, an, like the yeah, type of like, animal? That's yeah. That's exactly yeah. what it is. I like, I like, huh. I like clams. Yeah, clams. <laughs> Craig Miller, age five. <laughs> so he sent in, that's obviously not his real name, but he sent in a song from his roommate's band, uh, and I think that this whole setup for this is really entertaining. Allow me to share it with you fine gentlemen in the okay, room. Yeah. Okay. Uh, this is the song, I'm a Plant, Not a Man, Not a Plant Man, by the band Plant Man. Colossus at Best. And it's about Swamp Thing. Okay, oh, nice. so here's a song about Swamp Thing called I'm a Plant, Not a Man, Not a Plant Man. But I really have to read the story of how this band came up with their name. Okay? Is it it's weed? Short. It's weed, isn't it? No, it's not. It's amazing. Uh, this is, I'm just going to narrate from uh, Mollusk's point of view. A couple of years ago, I had broken my arm and had to have surgery, leaving me with several metal plates in my arm. One night, our buddy Landon began to jokingly and drunkenly berate me for it. Quote, and this is his friend Landon drunkenly berating, quote, What, you think you're an X-Man with that metal in your arm? You're not Wolverine. You're not Magneto. You're Colossus, man, at best. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That, that is and legitimately so, awesome. And so the name was born, although that was well before the guys got together to play music. Little did Landon know, Colossus is my favorite of the X-Men. Wow. Beyond from Mollusk. Uh, so this Cease is, and desist from Stan Lee, Beyond. I'm a, I'm a plant, not a man, not a plant man. 
Beyond. Beyond. Beyond.
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.